I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2019 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. In today's program, we gain some overseas perspective on how dealers are developing their precision business, recruiting staff, and accommodating customers' technology needs. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make every effort to get it added. And a reminder that by subscribing, that will allow you to get alerts when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Well, even as precision farming becomes more specialized, it's also become increasingly global, as dealers from around the world can draw on each other's expertise and experience to troubleshoot and problem solve. While customer adoption and product availability can differ depending on the regional need, the ability to network, even face-to-face more than 9,000 miles from home, can be an invaluable resource for David McGavin, founder of Precision Seeding Solutions, an independent dealership in New South Wales, Australia. At our recent Precision Farming Dealer Summit, I had a chance to sit down with David for a candid conversation on developing sub-dealers both productivity gains and potential pitfalls, along with expectations for future precision growth within his dealership. Uh, well, I came home to the farm after selling machinery. I guess I got a little bit. had plenty of time on my hands, so was looking for a product to sort of sell and we found ourselves using precision planting equipment on our own farm and that's where the precision business started for us. Yeah, used the precision gear, loved it and then started introducing it to a few neighbours and that's probably back about six years ago now for us. Um, it's grown from there, we've got two locations so we're south of Gunnedale, a small ta- town called Prima, that's where our farm is, um, growing sorghum, sunflowers occasionally, yeah, wheat, chickpeas there. And we've got another location, um, main warehouse up in Inverell, just for freighting reasons. And then from there, we found with the dealership that, of course, once Australia's a pretty big country, so once we started to get customers spread out, you know, further and further away, we took on sub-dealers. And most of those guys were, they were people that had been recommended to us generally by farmers. So running their own businesses and then Precision started as a small business for those guys and has grown. So we've got about seven of those sub-dealers now and that stretches us pretty much right across the east coast of Australia. That's an interesting dynamic whether you're talking about uh, North America or, or overseas, you know, the, the concept of sub-dealers. And uh, yep. I know that's uh, a business model that's used, um, you know, in, in a number of dealerships uh, you know, in, in the States, but talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how that relationship works for you yep. guys, how, how it's structured and, and, you know, what do you like about it? What yep. do you find challenging about it? Yeah, I think it's quite unique. It's like um, when, when they call them sub-dealers, they're more business partners. They don't work for us. Um, you know, they're selling equipment for us, but we know every one of their customers. That's probably what's unique. We're not just a warehouse that's boxing up equipment and sending it out to them every one of their customers would know me and probably half of half or two-thirds of the customers have spoken to me or you know call me if there's an issue or so really they're they're like 
you know, we work hand in hand together, um, but we don't directly employ them. We maintain, um, give you a bit of a background what we do, we own the equipment right through till the farmer pays for it if like a, you know, we're sort of wearing a bit of the cost of that to help our sub-dealers out and yeah, that helps them run a fairly profitable business, I think. We've got invested interest to make sure all the customers are happy, not just the ones we service and in our immediate area. Uh, we've got a fairly large area we service with our own staff and yeah, then use sub-dealers that are either farmers or in the farming industry already. So it helps to have some local local knowledge talking to local farmers. So I don't know how to sow peanuts, so it's handy. You know, up north we've got a, got a peanut farmer and he's one of our dealers, so. So it probably allows you to, to di diversify your, uh, your service a little bit too. And obviously, uh, you know, again, having somebody maybe that's uh, trusted, but also maybe a little bit more specialized in something, um, you know, with, I'm guessing, a pretty large service area that you guys cover. Yeah, it certainly does. It's handy. All of us have got our own special techniques. You know, we've got a, probably a guy that's, um, well, he's the only cotton grower that's amongst us. So, you know, we've got someone that knows a lot about cotton there. And uh, we've got some manufacturers that manufacture toolbars, amongst other things. So they got to, you know, they help us with brackets and drawing up equipment on the computer if we need brackets. And then our newest sub-dealer, Damien, he's... Um, He's actually independent Trimble dealer, so that's sort of given us a little bit of an uh, advantage there where, you know, if we get stuck with a Trimble, if we're, if we're fitting some precision gear and we get stuck with a Trimble problem, we've got someone on our staff that can help there. No, it's handy that we've all got our own sort of special techniques where we lack, one of us lacks, someone else will pick up the slack. And that's a big part of now uh, a lot of precision businesses is, um kind of the, the specialization, but also uh, the flexibility and being able to, uh, you know, problem solve, troubleshoot, uh, you know, almost anything that comes your way. Uh, a big part of being able to grow the business as well. What have you guys seen, you know, from that standpoint of being able to develop um, personnel and staff and how that's correlated to being able to uh, expand, you know, your business? Um, yeah, so in Australia we don't, there's no, uh, I guess, university or college that people can go and do an apprenticeship in precision ag, so you're really, I guess you're looking for someone that's got a keen interest, maybe a farmer's son, um, maybe, I don't know, an auto electrician, or you just need someone that's got a keen interest in it really. Um, I won't say they're out there everywhere, you know, you know we need someone that's a uh, a part-time salesman because I guess they're out there the front of your the face of your business while they're out there fixing someone's equipment I guess they're the face of your business so they need to they need to be a semi-salesman for you really. So where is Precision Seeding Solutions found the most success uh, finding and, and retaining talent? I guess they're guys that we've just come across we haven't I won't be able to I can't nail that down exactly <laughs> we've just kept our eyes open for for good guys and um probably paid more than the average person for those staff because we see value in it. It'll look after your staff well if you're going to keep them. When, and that's, uh, I mean, that's a challenge, I think, no matter where you are uh, in the world, you know, as far as uh, you know, finding qualified and, and talented you know, precision specialists. Uh, yeah. you know, the, the benefit, I think, you know, certainly 
uh, maybe some folks here in the states have is is you know universities and colleges that are starting to develop more you know yeah involved programs but um, we've tried to I guess probably tried to farm off as much if you call it that farm off as much of the basic stuff you know the basic stuff that we can sublet out to guys whether it's um, you know, social media or putting together documents, you know, rather than bogging ourselves down in that kind of stuff, we're subletting that out and getting that done by people that know how to do it better than us and that frees us up to be focused on the important things, so. So kind of looking forward, I mean, what are some of the areas uh, that you're hoping to develop, uh, kind of grow the precision business? I know, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, has come up is, is uh, you know, kind of the, uh, not so much the structural side, but just uh, the progression, you know, of dealerships in North America, uh, you know, dealerships in Europe, dealerships in Australia. Everybody's kind of at a different stage, I think, with precision um, yep. and how they're selling it, servicing it. Yes, I think we, we probably want to get back to where we were six years ago, to be honest, in some way. Like uh, when we started up, you know, it's really easy to service. 20 or 30 customers well when that's all you've got but uh, as we've grown you know we're growing more and more customers and you've got less and less time for those customers but on the same token we're, we're doing enough business now that it allows us to expand and I guess set some guidelines and service platforms to make sure that we can get back to where we were you know when we had a handful of staff so that's where my main focus is this year, to be honest. Um, we've just put on a new manager that's going to take over a lot of what I've been doing and I'm going to be able to sit back and focus on you know, making sure we've got that support. The key time of year when you know, we've probably got a three or four month period where we're the busiest and yeah, that's the time when someone rings you at nine o'clock at night, we need to be able to answer the call and go out there if we, if we have to, for sure. Well, thank you, David, for sitting down with me to share some of the similarities and differences between North American and Australian precision adoption and application of precision technology. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. And you can also keep up on the latest precision farming practices impacting your dealership by registering online for our free daily email update. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. And finally, I'd encourage you to mark your calendars for the Dealership Mind Summit this July 30th and 31st in Peoria, Illinois. The theme of this year's event is 360-degree sales, actionable strategies for the farm equipment dealer. You can visit farmequipment.com for more information and program announcements. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on February 14th for the next episode in our 2019 podcast series. For David McGavin, Precision Seeding Solutions, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening.